0: Welcome to Season 1 of the 101 Music Evolution Podcast as we explore the history of music and trace its evolution through the ages. From classical to contemporary, we delve into the stories behind the music and the cultural and societal influences that shape it. Whether you're a music enthusiast or just looking to learn more, tune into the 101 Music Evolution Podcast for a unique and informative take on the world of music. Podcast interviews will be held in English and Swedish and hosted by different hosts. Please feel free to reach out with your guest proposals and reflections, and don't forget to rate us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. The 101 Music Evolution Podcast is powered by 101drum.com. New innovative drum technology from Sweden.
1: Welcome to the new episode of 101 Music Evolution Podcast. My name is Irina Aliva, and I'm one of the founders of 101 Drum, who is the host of the podcast. And today, we our guest is a person who is creating something different. So today, we will have a look in the future of music. Sven, would you mind presenting yourself?
2: Yeah, sure. And thank you for having me. So my name is Sven Speerings. I live in the Netherlands, actually in Rotterdam, the Netherlands. And the last two years, I've been following my passion for music and building an app, which is designed to create a music community where musicians can come into contact with venues and other professionals in the music industry.
1: Great. Thank you. So one thing is we usually create what we're missing ourselves what we're actually missing in the market. Can you tell us a bit of story, your personal story? As far as I remember, you're not a musician by profession, but rather was by hobby. So tell us more about yourself.
2: I grew up in the United States. That maybe kind of gives away my accent. And uh, while I was there, I studied piano for about 10 years, and I was never really that into it, but I did enjoy it. But eventually I switched to drums, and playing drums was really my passion and especially at the age of 16 i thought it was a great way to kind of yeah get rid of some of that teenage angst and frustration right by beating those drums and i played in the punk rock band and i played in the rock band after that and my passion for music just grew and grew and i've been doing it now for about 25 years playing drums in various bands i've played in jazz bands and i've played in like i said rock bands punk rock bands and blues bands it's still something i do every single week so uh, during COVID, when I got completely tired of the work that I was doing, especially since we were all singing at home and all isolated, I thought, you know what, I really want to do something with music now. I got sick of my job. And so I quit. I quit my job. I did have the means to quit and start something else. So I was very fortunate in that sense. And I decided to do something for, first of all, my band, right? One of the things that we have with our band, and I think a lot of musicians out there probably recognize this is that when you work with other people, it gets complicated. You got a lot of personalities, you got a lot of egos, you got a lot of creativity that's going on while you're in the rehearsal space together. And I thought, yeah, it wouldn't be nice to use technology in order to make also that interaction between the band members a little bit more efficient because we record pieces of music and throw it on WhatsApp and then afterwards it kind of gets lost in your WhatsApp feed and, and so forth. So I thought, why don't I try and build something for the band? So that's what I started doing. I started researching what I could do. I started talking to not only my own band but also to other bands and other musicians out there. And uh, you know, I was asking, okay, well, what are you looking for? If you have a piece of technology available that can help you with your band, right? What would you be looking for? A lot of musicians they said, well, you know, it'd be great if you could record some stuff, and it'd be great if you could schedule your rehearsal sessions and, and things like that. And you know, that was all great. But one of the things that always came back was yeah, it'd be really, really great if we could gig more, right? Play more live. How do you come into contact with people out there so that you can get gigs? How do you do that in a great way? You know, it's so difficult putting so much energy to, to gig. And that was kind of like the red line that went through all the interviews I did with all the bands. And so I started thinking, you know, okay, well, you know, what does that entail really? I mean, it basically just asks for a digital solution, basically, to bring people together. That's what it comes down to. And that was the start of the Tapsity app. I spent a number of months interviewing people and preparing the technology, finding the right people to build the app with me. And so we started developing it. And, you know, I'm new to the tech world, so I don't have a technology background. So for me, it was also quite a steep learning curve. But uh, yeah, we started to develop, you know, the interface of the app. And looking, okay, well, who would be best to have on the app first, right? Of course, we wanted the bands and the musicians on the app, of course, so that they could collaborate, so that they could get into contact with one another. And we wanted, of course, the venues. But eventually, we thought, yeah, well, well, we should really maybe go further because every single musician they need a kind of an ecosystem of professionals that can help move their career forwards, right? So it's not just gigging, right? But it's more than that. You got to look deeper than that, and. What you realize is that, you know, if, when you have a gig, you know, there's also a lot of things that are involved. When you want to put out your music and get, reach your fans, there's a lot of things involved from CD pressing to artwork to finding the right rehearsal spaces, right? Maybe even getting the cool tattoo, right? And there's just a lot of stuff there that you need to get done to promote yourself and to get yourself out there to get those gigs, you know, and there's a lot of people involved. And that's kind of the ecosystem that you create as a band or as a musician. Eventually, I thought, okay, wouldn't it be great if all of that was actually in the app? So it was quite ambitious. It still is. Kind of a labor of love as well to get all those people onto the app and start working together. But yeah, we've started. We've been working on it now for six months. Yeah, it's slowly, but surely it's growing.
1: One thing I really like from the personality trail, you had a need for something and you don't just simply jump into it. You went around, you interviewed people. sense for details from your professional career as far as I remember you're architect isn't it so your eye for details brought you as well the different elements it wasn't like I want the gig your ability to listen behind it and for me while telling and sharing us the story what's up is it's like I felt like for the band is a one-stop shop this is what's come up for me I don't know if, if how, how does it land when I'm sharing it with
2: you? That is kind of what it is, a one-stop shop. I've heard also the term matching, right? Uh, these are things that kind of come up when I speak to people about the app. That is what it is. Basically, it is. Uh, I call it a community because I always mm-hmm. think that when we started actually building the app, we called it marketplace, right? Ah. <laughs> <laughs> that was the first term that came because it, we wanted transactions to occur. We wanted people to... You know, like when you walk around the market, there's you know people yelling, there's stalls, there's all this stuff going on. And that's kind of how we wanted the app to be. We wanted it to be one big, yeah, kind of organized mess of people putting up their profiles, uploading music, right? And just really, really interesting for people to kind of surf through it or, or uh, you know, investigate or find their way through, the, through this marketplace. But we, eventually we thought community would probably be a better term because it is, you know, it's basically just bringing people together is what we're doing. And so, yeah, that is kind of where it's headed. Yeah. I always think that the more different types of people on the app, the better the app will work, right? The different professions, because I think as a lot of amateur musicians out there, and this is really kind of focused on amateur and independent musicians who really kind of want to work towards achieving something. They don't often realize how many people actually are involved in all the steps that you take as a musician, right? Even when you put out an album, right? So the recording, mixing, mastering, right? Artwork, promotions, you know, finding booking agents, And I really wanted to create kind of a space where you can get all that information together, a one-stop shop, where it was also clearly organized, but still kind of that pleasant mess of different people and businesses together.
1: Do you have any funny story or any story connected to the Tapsody? Something that occurs that you haven't expected or something you feel proud of. It's up to you to take a decision with the story you want to share.
2: (laughs) (laughs) It's interesting because maybe a nice story is that when we launched the app, right? Of course, it's difficult for anybody to get the app out there to the consumers, to the people. Mm -hmm. So we thought, okay, well, what would be the best way for us to attract bands into the app, but also to prove the app's value, right? And one of the gentlemen that I work with, he's from India. And he's like, I know, right? As you are an entrepreneur, then you start to realize, you know, you start to find people who could help you from all around the world. So this gentleman was from India and, and he's been helping me on the social media content. And he said, you know, why don't we promote a gig? We'll promote a gig on the app. You know, we'll put one, we'll go to some venue and we'll see, oh, can you help us out by putting a gig? On our app and seeing if bands would want to apply, right? They wanted you had to kind of sign up to the gig. So I thought, okay, that sounds interesting, you know, I don't know if it would work. And so that's what I did. I went actually here in, in Rotterdam, I went to a small cafe called De Riddert, which means the night I talked to the owner and he was just standing behind the bar and I was like, can we try this with you? I mean it's an app. It was great because he was really, really open to it. But he's like, yeah, I, I mean it looks like a great technology and it looks like a lot of fun and very useful. However I'm still using a Nokia on my phone, you know, as a phone. <laughs> so he didn't have the actual smartphone to be able to use the app. So I thought, okay, well, you know, we'll work around it. So he did Luckily, he did have a tablet. So he installed the app on the tablet and then he set up an account and we posted the gig in the small cafe in Rotterdam, right? And so we posted it also on Instagram that the gig was available, right? We just said, you know, do you want to play uh, in Rotterdam in the center, you know, at the small cafe? And it just kind of exploded, right? It went really, really fast. And a lot of bands were really interested. And uh, yeah, nobody's going to want to play at this tiny little cafe. You know, it doesn't even have a stage. It, yeah, That's how small it is. But yeah, eventually we had over 40 people, 40 bands, register wow. themselves via the app and asking to play. And the gentleman I talked to at the cafe, he also said, yeah, there were people calling me <laughs> to see if they could play either on that date or on another date. So he was astounded by how his network actually grew using the app. And I think that's what he mentioned also was that, yeah, there were bands from all over the Netherlands, right? Some of them had to drive a couple of hours to come and play in Rotterdam. And of course, Rotterdam is a big city and it is in the center. So I guess that was kind of the, you know, what was, what was nice about it. But yeah, I mean, it wasn't your star venue, right? That, like I said, they didn't even have a stage, but still, you know, there was a lot of enthusiasm and it kind of jump started the app and got us our first users uh, and allowed us to test the app as well to see if it was working. So that was great.
1: What a wonderful story It's a, and a wonderful way of testing the MVP actually, testing yeah, what you've yeah. created. That's wonderful, thank you. And where is the app right now? What is your goal for the coming year? What are you targeting? What you would like to take as a next step?
2: Well, I mean, the app is, of course, more than just a spot to get booked, right? Mm -hmm. So we've talked to, obviously, to venues. I've done a lot of interviews with venues as well, just to understand what they're looking for if they were to use a piece of technology like this. So it's interesting that, you know, there are a number of venues on the app and they have used the app and given us their feedback, which is great. And we have a good amount of bands as well on the app now. I think we have over 125 bands who have created a profile, kind of like an electronic press kit in the app the app has all their stats from Facebook and Spotify and Instagram. So it's kind of a, yeah, again, a one-stop shop for venues, but my dream is really to have it go beyond that, right? So it's it's not just matching the bands to venues, but it's really kind of becoming a central spot for bands to find the people that they need to work with to move forward. And that's really my goal. So what I'm hoping for the coming year is that the app will, you know, start to get a bit more attention, not only with the bands, but also with all these small businesses that uh, revolve around music and musicians for those businesses who really want to also sell to these bands, right, and get noticed by these bands.
1: If I remember correctly as well, when I was reading about the app and App Store, there is an element of artificial intelligence in the app. Would you mind elaborate a bit more about that as
2: well? Yeah, the artificial intelligence, we've started to set it up, but unfortunately, it's not really that far yet. So we were working on, first of all, having the app recognize where everybody is located based on their, either what they put into the app, if they Mm -hmm. give us permission, of course, because yeah, we always have to do uh, uh, heed to privacy regulations. But what we really wanted to do was help venues, for example, see where bands are, right? And also to understand, you know, if they want to book a band, you know, a lot of them have different strategies. They might want to book a band that need to drive two hours to the gig and book one that really locally so that they get enough people into the venue. You know, there's all kinds of strategies there. So we wanted to use some artificial intelligence to, to be able to track where people are to mm. some extent, but uh, we unfortunately haven't gotten that far yet. It's uh, the development has been too fast.
1: Good, but on the other side, as long as you have a vision, there are different roads in it and the pace can be very different. and. Are you still only located in the Netherlands or are you, do you have an expansion plan for the coming year?
2: Yeah, right now we're focused on the Netherlands mainly. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've had some bands from uh, from Belgium. We've also done some posts about bands in Luxembourg. So we are focusing on the Benelux, which is kind of our playground at the moment. We mm-hmm. do have a couple of hip-hop artists who are from the US. Mm-hmm. I think they just kind of saw our uh, Facebook ads and decided to try it out you know, and check it out, which is fine too which is great, actually. But our focus at the moment is really the Netherlands and, yeah, kind of expanding into the Benelux.
1: And if people would like to come in contact with you, how our listeners can do that then?
2: Yeah, it's easy, actually. We're open to any forms of contact, and you could visit our website. Yeah, I can plug the website address if you'd like. I don't know if that works, Mm -hmm. but there's a button there where you can uh, just click on a WhatsApp icon, and you can contact the help desk. And that actually, the help desk actually connects directly to me. I am the help desk, but of course, you can also reach us via Instagram, Facebook, just check out our page and you can message us. And we're pretty good about responding, usually within an hour or two. We respond because, yeah, we love to hear from everybody. And yeah, also, if you got input about the app, then we're also always open to hearing what people think of it and, uh, you know, what they think could improve it.
1: Great. Thank you. And we will share everything in the show notes so people know oh, how, if they would like to get in touch with you. Another thing I'm curious about, it's the name of the app. How did you come up with a name?
2: Yeah, that's an interesting question. I was working with a colleague also from India for some time, and we were thinking about, okay, well, what are we going to call this app, right? Um, Because Mm -hmm. eventually, when you develop something, you do have to give it a catchy name. And she was like, well, you know, it's like you're having your band at a tap, right? So I thought, okay, tap, that is interesting, because that's exactly what you do on your smartphone Mm -hmm. a lot of times. I did use a little bit of artificial intelligence here and I put in uh, some keywords. I think there are these websites out there that kind of create business names or product Mm -hmm. names for you. So I tapped in Rhapsody, I tapped in Music, I tapped in Tap and eventually it came out Tap City actually came out of this AI website and yeah, I thought, hey, that is actually kind of cool. So yeah, it kind of stuck. It kind of stuck. I did have to check it because I, I wanted to trademark it to make sure that yeah, that nobody could, of course, steal the name, let's say. We did have to investigate if there were other companies that had a name that was similar. And of course, uh, the first thing that pops up is Rhapsody. Rhapsody is, of course, uh, the company that was uh, run by the developers of Napster. When I spoke to the trademark lawyers, they were like, well, you know, you should maybe watch out for Napster or Rhapsody because it is a big company from the US. But yeah, I thought, okay, well, let's just go ahead with it and see what happens, right? We're Mm -hmm. still a small startup. And we registered and it was fine. I haven't heard anything from Rhapsody or anybody else. (laughs) Let's
1: see what's going to happen after we release the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, great. I think what I see and can hear from the whole interview we've had, there's so much passion into it. And this is the energy that you bring into the interview and Tapsody. You can't miss. This is one I really, really appreciate. And I really hope this is not the last interview we're having. I would love us to catch up in a year and see where you are.
2: Yeah, that sounds great. Yeah. I think the app is of course now in development still. I have had to look for other work in the meantime. I think anybody's had a startup or started a the business, they might realize, oh yeah, that's really kind of normal. You a lot of businesses don't take off right away. It's a labor of love at the moment. I think that's also where my energy comes from, right? Because Mm -hmm. I am talking about music and making music and helping people move forward in their careers. And yeah, that's just becoming a passion of mine. So yeah, and let's see what it will be in the year, right? Who knows what will happen in the the coming months. But yeah, we'll be working on it and seeing if we can get more gigs in the app, more people uh, involved in the app. So if any of the listeners are out there and they're keen on trying it out, Absolutely. You're welcome to try it out. Download it from the App Store or Google. It's free, by the way. I, I do have to mention that it's free to use. You can set up your electronic press kit as a band or a musician or create a profile mm-hmm. as a business. If you have any questions, reach out to us.
1: Thank you. Is it anything else that I haven't asked you about that you would like to share with our listeners?
2: One of the things I maybe want to mention to the listeners is the app is really a community, Right. And uh, bookings are possible, but it's not really the core function of the app as of yet. But anyway, we'd love to hear from people they are interested in maybe also other functions that we could use in the app, let's say, to make the app more interesting for musicians or for businesses. And so, uh, yeah, as I mentioned, it'd be really, really great to get that feedback from anybody. On our Instagram, we also have a link, if you check it out, in our bio. And it also has a spot where you can put in some of your feedback. Let's say if you don't want to talk to us directly on WhatsApp or whatever, but you know, you want to leave some feedback, we really do appreciate any feedback that we get because it yeah, basically helps us grow also as a tech developer. Yeah, it's just a great way to get people on the app if it's improving.
1: Thank you. And thanks a lot for being the role model, following the passion.
2: Thank you. No, Thanks for having me. I really do appreciate it.
1: Take care.